Okay, hello, hello, Tyler Bryden here. I hope everything's going well. Interesting phase with SpeakAI. Uh, we have recently uh, received an investment, and with some of that, they want you to accelerate growth. And one of the driving channels for us has always been organic search. And so what I'm doing right now has been uh, an effort to scale up the writing team, the content team here at SpeakAI, and really starting from scratch. Um, we've had some great writers in the past who have helped us get to a, a decent stage in this um, to the point where we're ranking um, for a lot of terms uh, and uh, seeing steady flow of people sign up every day. But of course, we want to accelerate that. We want to see more people signing up and we want to see uh, people signing up for even more relevant queries. And so uh, that's some of the effort um, that is going on. And it's been really interesting. I've been hiring and basically testing different write different writers through platforms like Upwork, Fiverr. And I've now started to get the first um, versions back, the first uh, drafts, and then have even published articles with these writers. And during that phase, during that testing, I've seen a lot of different uh, levels of quality of feedback, of SEO, understanding of how to optimize a blog post to improve the quality, uh, not just for SEO purposes, but just overall readability and just uh, an overall experience. And where I've ended at is putting together um, a little bit of a, basically a blog checklist to uh, improve quality and SEO for these writers. And uh, it's uh, basically a framework say, hey, I need to ask these questions throughout the process of creating this from research all the way to publishing uh, this article. And there's so many different things that I could talk about here, but I thought this was a really good start. It may be uh, a framework for you to help, whether you're writing content yourself or uh, maybe you're hiring people and are trying to have some sort of um, <clears throat> sort of quality assurance mechanism, maybe uh, when you still have limited capacity and not uh, the the best sort of review process built in. So I've got a Google Doc here. I'm gonna share uh, the questions in uh, the YouTube video description um, below. And some of these are, <coughs> I apologize. Some of these are a little bit directly related to our um, company and everything here. But overall, I think there's some really uh, good takeaways that um, are possible here um, when you are creating content online. And ideally, or most likely, you're trying to rank that. You're trying to see it perform better. You're trying to get it into search engine rankings. You're trying to make it have a, be a good content experience. And so these are good questions to ask. So I'm just going to go through. Um, I'll read these out. I'll add any context to them. And then at the end, if you have any other things that you would like to add, um, Please phone cards. I would love to grow this checklist. I would love to know if there are things that are um, <clears throat> maybe out of date. Uh, it's been a long time since I've um, refocused, you know, been focused solely on this from my uh, marketing agency days. And things have changed in the SEO world. And I know that there's rise of tools like Surfer SEO, and then there's uh, content like automatic AI generator thing like Jasper and all this stuff. But overall, a lot of the <clears throat> core goal of creating content is that it's high quality for readers, that readers stay on that page, that it's engaging, that they click, and uh, it's informative, it's educational, uh, it's worthwhile content, and if you do that, then you can have success. So <clears throat> let's jump into it. Questions to confirm. Have I done enough research on this topic to create a valuable and informative article? And I think this one could be a little bit vague or a little bit uh, too loose, but I think if you're truly asking yourself this question, 
then you know it's not a certain amount of time. Uh, it's not uh, even a certain amount of keyword research. But if you are to be tasked, maybe something that you don't necessarily have full expertise on, have you done some reading? Have you done some research to figure out and have a comprehension of that? And just as an example, there's been a couple um, articles that we've done some comparisons or listicles sort of around best, um, say, Google Chrome extensions or things like that. And, uh, you know, um, in one case, those were really well researched and put together. In another case, the art listicle sort of article, um, they were sort of putting uh, companies in a bucket that they weren't necessarily in. That bucket was competitor analysis, and they're not really a competitive analysis tools. And so there was sort of this lack of research or understanding of the entire sort of piece um, that, uh, that sort of uh, came through as I reviewed the draft. And that's not really... Uh, you know, not necessarily the creator's fault. Uh, this is not something that they spend, they're as deep on in life as I am. So there are gaps there and you're not always going to be able to get experts, especially if you're trying to scale up at high speeds who know your uh, industry uh, in, in, intimately. But overall, that is the goal that if you are doing that research, that when you're writing the article and that you know you have your audience defined, that it speaks to them and it's at um, you know a comprehensive level so that the information that you're sharing is then of higher quality enough that uh, it's trustworthy, um, that it makes sense to the reader and is informative and not maybe just a regurgitation, regurgitation or generic thing that doesn't really give them any insight. Um, now, here's another uh, big one, which is a lot of times to help with that research pro process, you can do this in sort of this content brief where you provide reference URLs uh, to help guide that creation. And a lot of times you're doing this idea, uh, you know, people like it, they don't like it, this idea of the skyscraper technique where you're looking at Google for maybe the query that you're trying to rank for and you're trying to see, hey, what um, opportunities are there in these top 10 articles for me to create content? What information is missing? And where can we add some sort of differentiation to add more value and make an even more worthwhile article? So as I'm trying to move at speed, sometimes I'm giving direct, you know, direct reference URLs, ones that I've liked and done enough research on. Other times I'm saying, you know, you go ahead <clears throat> and you uh, can do this process yourself by taking the title um, of the article, the main keyword, putting it in, looking at those results, and then starting to build your content structure and framework there. And obviously the goal is that you make completely original content, but generally the content that is ranking there already uh, is showing some indication of quality that audiences are liking and that it's viable. So it can be a very you know, useful tool and framework for you to then apply, build the framework and create the content um, that you're putting together there. Now, the next question here is, are the paragraphs nicely structured and the right length? So I'm moving from research, and I, I would like to build this out even further, but that's really the first step. Before you do any writing, even before you put together the Google Doc or wherever you're doing this in, you should have this research understood. You should have... Um, you know, and I might even add one here uh, as I go, which is, you know, do I know the uh, additional keywords that I should be using in the article? So that I would say would be in the research phase uh, as well as it too, because you're not just writing around that one word anymore. There's this idea of clusters or topics or, um, you know, uh, additional keywords within that article that then are related to that core topic. And you should use that to then structure the writing. So that's a, in the research phase so that then when you move to the writing phase, that um, that it's 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 got all those embedded in the content naturally and then can come together. Now, um, as I move towards the writing, I think generally this idea of paragraphs nicely structured, and this can be around five, I think five, five sentences, 250 words, 
once you get over that threshold, it starts to become too blocky and too long and can be really intimidating as a reader. And some of this sometimes has to do with also how wide the uh, you know, the blog article or is, is on the pages, you know, if it's 760 pixels, that's a nice width. Sometimes people go a little too wide and it can get very long. Or if it's too short, then that paragraph looks really, really thick. And so that's not necessarily the creators uh, up to the creator. But if you build in that uh, sort of structure, then you can, uh, of, of that length, then the content will look as good as it, uh, uh, as it possibly can. So now, is the content suited towards the defined target audience? And I think this is super important question. In all cases, I give the target audience, I give not just sort of who the companies are, but their actual job titles. And really, I should be going even more uh, in depth with uh, demographic information, age, uh, technical knowledge, uh, deeper and deeper so that when you are writing, is that message going to uh, intimately connect with the core audience that you are then you know writing this article for and you can write a lot of great content but if it's not tailored or if you're saying writing towards um, someone who is I, I see a split a lot of times maybe someone's who's non-technical and someone's who's a developer they're looking at things from a very different perspective um, their technical understanding is better uh, as a developer maybe their execution is better um, and so maybe they're looking for more specific code implementations and things like that versus someone who's non-technical is maybe looking for more higher level concepts or how to do this without needing to know how to code. So those can be really, um, you know, diverse of things that you uh, need to ask yourself, uh, am I doing this right? And the, these are now more questions um, as I move on is, have I reached the agreed upon word limit? And this is more for, uh, you know, in my case, as someone who's hiring and trying to hit at least a word count range and I think this is, um, you know, uh, an iffy thing because you can say, hey, I want to write 2,000 words, but you're just stuffing the article and it's not necessarily creating good content. But overall, um, you know, there's this idea of uh, short and sweet is good, but um, we're seeing 1,000, 1,500, 2,500, 3,000 word articles really being the ones that rank because there's so much content. There's so many opportunities to enrich that information with SEO, with keywords, and overall uh, rank those um, articles. And there are seem to be sliding scales of this at different times and the quality of content, but overall um, that word limit, at least the range can be important and it's uh, a way for you to settle on sort of the price point and how you structure that arrangement with the creator. Now, as I continue to move forward, it's like, have I drafted the article in WordPress and notified the Speak AI team? So this is, again, very specific to our uh, pipeline here of how we do it, but uh, the way that we've done it is with an author profile within Speak. Um, they can log in, they can uh, draft the article. That's really the only area that they can see. And I can even go more advanced permissions so that they don't have the ability to publish the article, that they can only draft. And uh, then it's my you know role as an admin to then publish this article. And I think that's a worthwhile sort of uh, quality assurance control mechanism for you to put on. And in the end, uh, WordPress doesn't really have um, an automated notification. So the, the goal there is just for them to inform when the draft is done, when that's uploaded into WordPress. Uh, and in the first iteration, people were, even though this was defined, were sort of sharing it in the Google Doc and said, hey, this is great, the content looks good, but until I can see it on a web page uh, and sort of the final output that it's gonna look like, uh, we're not at the stage yet uh, there, so please go ahead and draft it. So that's, I think, a big part. I think this last, this next part is, have I, uh, drafted the article, or sorry, have I included the relevant final call to action with proper links? 
And overall, um, you should have a call to action on every article. That's just the best practice in terms of SEO. And um, I have created ones that are um, you know, relevant for the articles that are hand. Mostly it's somewhat generic. Hey, free trial, book a demo, uh, and with some social proofing. And that should be at the end of the article. And I recommend you to set that up, provide a call to action if you do have one, and uh, let those be sort of the final piece of the article. And after a great informative educational piece, there's a relevant call to action to drive action there. Um, is the article original engaging? Um, this is, I think, another good question that maybe sounds a little uh, vague, uh, but overall is super important. And uh, we can actually do a check on this with something like, and I can see it in the step down, with Copyscape, with Grammarly, where it actually checks it for duplicate content, for plagiarism. Those are definitely not things that you wanna have. And more than just that, it's like if you're just sort of regurgitating, the content's not original, it's not engaging, it's not going to rank, it's not going to create more value. And so you should, uh, you will sort of struggle to, um, you know, uh, get the results that you were looking for when you're doing that. Um, I think the other uh, piece here is, uh, you know, in, in this case, most likely you are hiring these writers to um, you know, pu publish something that's maybe informing, it's an educational, informative piece of content, maybe it's a how-to guide, but in the end, you wanna bring it back to your product or your service in a natural way. And so, uh, in this case, you know, uh, have I did I include references to speak? Yeah, that's the company that helped convince readers it's a worthwhile solution. That's a great question to ask, hopefully. And again, all the ideas, that all the answers here are yes. Um, as I move along, it's uh, have I referred to a company, uh, to the company properly? And speak AI, you know, it's sort of confusing. Uh, speak AI is the company product we call it speak and um, in a few of the first variations I would see different links to websites that were not relevant or misspellings of it and you really do want to protect your brand even if you it's not as clean and clear as I would like it to be the best you can and so uh, if you, as you are uh, helping scale up your writer team making sure they understand is the company name different than the product name making sure that's clear and they're doing a check on that I apologize I'm out of breath give me a second here and the next part that I sort of uh, sort of mentioned already, content and copyscape and shared a report. I asked for a report on this article to say this is not duplicate. We're good to go and draft it, draft it and publish it uh, to uh, the site. I know that we're creating then um, original quality content and not going to see penalization for a copy or duplicates or anything like that. So, um, and there are other tools that allow you to do it. Woo! We're now moving on to phase three. And this is now generally when the article is, I would say now there are pieces that should already be done in the writing phase, but overall this is like when they're drafted in the WordPress site or whatever CMS content management system you're using. And these are important questions to ask. So in this case, are all images under 100 KB? That's sort of a periphery number. I don't know if periphery is the right word for that, but it's a goal number to set. And what I've saw from the original ones, uh, some of the drafts is, that would include on WordPress an image that was five megabytes. And that defeats the entire purpose of creating articles and content because you are then um, ranking, like you're, you're not gonna rank, or if they do, uh, someone has the experience, it's gonna take a long time to load that page. You're gonna get a bad page rank, page sort of optimization experience or uh, rating, and that experience is gonna be poor overall. So it sort of defeats the purpose of the writing originally. So optimize your images. Um, you can use, uh, I'll, uh, 
let me pull it up here quickly. Tiny PNG, this is one that if you don't have Photoshop or something like that, uh, I have uh, a big recommendation with this. I love this tool. You just dump in the image, automatically optimizes it. Uh, and I see sometimes up to 60, 70, 80% optimization on image. Generally, uh, the image should be uh, at max 1920 pixels uh, wide. You can use tinyjpeg.com to uh, optimize uh, the image even further. Our image titles nicely. Now there are some uh, you know uh, questions around how big of an impact this has, but in gen in general, should be titled nicely. There should be uh, there should be, uh, and I should have this. Are uh, there alternative uh, descriptions uh, for the image? And basically, uh, this is for people who are maybe can't see. Uh, it's also for search engines to understand. Basically, there's this idea of um, providing a text description of the image so that uh, it will um, that the search engine and people can have an understanding of it. So the image title and then the alternative description are super valuable, super important and uh, questions that you should ask yourself. In this case, um, we're using a tool called Yoast SEO. It's you know installed on many people's websites. Basically allows you to set the keyword that you want to rank for and then write uh, an explicit meta description. You know, Google is doing interesting things with meta descriptions. They're okay with meta descriptions, but so there's some weird things that they're doing on search engine results. But ideally you set that up. The word, uh, and I should add this, does uh, the meta description uh, have the main keyword uh, in the start of, of it. So basically what I'm saying there um, is that all, not, not only should there be a meta description, should it be valuable and engaging, um, uh, it should also uh, in engaging and make you want to click. It should also have an, an it should also have the main keyword in it uh, and generally at the start. So if it's how to do competitor analysis, we say in this article, SpeakEye shares how to do competitive analysis. And that should be embedded in that meta description. Uh, and uh, it should say maybe something like learn from uh, an expert team today or whatever it is that sort of drives that click and makes, makes it seem engaging. That's super valuable to have. Um, a couple other pieces that go along with this are, is there a featured image? Yes, uh, uh, is it, uh, uh, and you can see down here, it sort of follows that, is the feature image relevant and interesting to make people want to click on it? So I do, do ask that question. Are there relevant, and then this sort of groups them, are there relevant and valuable internal links? Are there relevant and valuable external links? And are there relevant and valuable images? All should be, answer should be yes. Uh, and they should flow naturally. They should fit in. They should enhance the qu quality of content. Internal linking is super important for SEO as well as providing resources links, sorry, woo, I'm all over the place, uh, links uh, that allow you to drive to resources that are valuable. And overall, um, this should add to the site, not just be a checklist that you hit, it should be natural, engaging and makes make the better uh, make the article even better. Uh, in that case, you need to ask is my link text descriptive and clear. So if I link to another website, is it clear what I'm about to click on, uh, so that you're informing or same with even internal um, links. A few other last questions. I know this is already 20 minutes. I hope that you're finding this worthwhile. I'm learning as I go what I'm missing out and I'm constantly improving this. And if you have other things that you should add or think that I should add uh, to improve the quality, please let me know. Uh, and then I'll uh, have a couple other last tips I think to, to share that I think are super important. 
uh, don't leave now because you should uh, definitely double tap on that to make sure you've done everything right. So is my keyword in the first 150 words of the article? So that's the main keyword. Uh, I'll specify that. It should be. Uh, yes, of course. Is there only eight one? Uh, and that's, again, for SEO ranking, it should be, you know, very apparent at the start of what the article is about. And then what... Is there only one H tag? And this is one thing I found is that there was a couple of articles being written who maybe seemed to be more student or research based people, but not as experienced in SEO. And so when they structure their article, they had multiple H1s, which is sort of a big no-no in SEO. You should only have one H1. After that, you should have H2s, H3s, H4s. And it should be a really nice structure to that um, where uh, if you're breaking it into section um, at a hierarchical level, um, you know, say, uh, the main titles, uh, you know, the main titles, how to do competitive analysis. This H2 is some of the best competitive tools. <coughs> and then H3 would be the actual competitive tools. And H4 could be pros, cons for those tools. <coughs> Woo! Um, have I added uh, other relevant keywords and to supplement the main keyword? So I sort of talked about this a little bit, but there, <coughs> apologize. There are, um, are, you know, there should be natural flow and uh, injection of those keywords in the content. Um, and, you know, you can use a tool like SEMrush or something like that. Not maybe all writers are using that, but generally they have some idea of it and they're uh, inserting those in and you've naturally repeated the main keyword and those relevant keywords throughout the article. Another last one uh, is does the uh, URL structure match the title? Uh, of the content. So if it is how to do competitive analysis, then uh, the URL structure should be that. What I wanted to double tap in, tap on at the end here is that you should then, once this is ready, you can see the nice structure, how to do competitor analysis. Um, you should then run it through something like GT metrics or uh, PageSpeed Insights. Both of them sort of get it from the name, same source. Performance, structure, quality, Make sure it's good. B, I'll take it. Probably definitely, you know, always things you can optimize and, and do, but overall pretty good uh, rating, a couple things that um, that could make an impact. But when you do this, if you if you did this entire checklist um, and then you check, you publish it, you make sure that the performance is good, you put all that together, you should have a, a pretty high quality article that helps rank on search engine, that is engaging, that creates um, you know, understanding for your target audience, that drives action uh, and helps you grow and move your organization in the way that you want. So I know that was a lot. I apologize, there was a little coffee and stuff throughout the article. You heard some weird sounds coming out of me, but I, uh, you know, this has been from years of work and research from my perspective and then um, also a lot of quick iteration from scaling up content teams. And again, I hope you found this valuable always open to suggestion, always open to making videos better. But if you uh, have insights and tips into uh, getting the best out of content creators, please let me know. I would love to hear. Thank you so much for checking this out. This has been Tyler Bryden. If you like it, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.